And good evening, everybody. This is FPLT Just Begin, bringing you football and FPL gems based on a combination of eye test and stats. Now, this week itself, the plan is to bring daily podcasts as well as Patreon posts on a specific team's shot-by-shot analysis. Now, this week is intriguing because there are several teams of interest that are about to play two games within a week. The full graphic and tactical explanations will be found on Patreon itself. But do not worry, at the end of each podcast, I will summarize everything in terms of a footballing perspective as well as a fantasy football perspective. Now, hopefully, a summary of all the games will be posted before the weekend. And without further ado, let's continue with today's team in the spotlight, which is Man United, who lost against Everton last night while drawing with Leicester late last week. Okay, a bit of context. If you were to look at the stats at a glance, you will notice that Man United couldn't sustain spells of possession. Their dominance charts alternated between themselves and Leicester, and a large part of this came down to United's 4-2-3-1, relying more on chaos. Philosophically, Man United basically needed gurgen pressing, but when they had the ball, they always had problems. So, when they came up against the Leicester side that matched their formations 4-2-3-1, it was always going to be a cagey game because you had fullback and winger against fullback and winger on the flanks. You have a midfield trio nullifying another midfield trio in the centre of the pitch. And you always had one centre forward going up against two centre-backs. Now, having said that, Man United played. Bruno Fernandes as their number 9. So, Bruno Fernandes as the tactical linchpin basically had the job of enabling the midfield behind him, especially Paul Pogba in the number 10 position. So, what was interesting to see is that uh, across the game, you will notice that Bruno Fernandes would lean towards the left side and he would work with Jadon Sancho and Luke Shaw as often as possible. Even when Luke Shaw came off for Alex Telles, you can tell that Bruno's active areas were mostly on the left side of the pitch. Now, the product of this wasn't as clear-cut as what people would expect. But there is a consistent pattern of play that occurred across both games. In this game in particular, what happened was that whenever... United won the ball back. Their first priority is to find Bruno Fernandes. Now, Bruno Fernandes is a little bit of an intriguing player because he, among all the forwards, maybe bar Ronaldo, is the master of what we call chaos. Because with with Rangnick's Gergen pressing philosophy, the objective is to shoot as soon as possible after regaining possession. And when you gain possession back from the opposition team, Usually, your opponents should be in disarray and you should before they regain their team structure or their team shape. Now, Bruno Fernandes is in the best position to take advantage because he has this all-rounded threat of his shooting ability where he can afford to take a step sideways and he shoots quite well. He has the ability to play a teammate in if they are on the same wavelength as his passes. And at the same time, he also has the defensive news to reset and figure out when to bring 
others into play to take advantage of their individual matchups. Now, Bruno Fernandes himself in the first half elected to shoot more than pass. So a lot of United's chances in the first half were basically Bruno Fernandes shooting and this continued on into the second half where his shot was the one that was picked up by Fred on the rebound. But more importantly was that eventually Man United had to take risks at 1-1 because they were still in the position of chasing a Champions League spot. And what happened was that you noticed Diogo Dalot on the right flank basically did a throwback to Rafael da Silva back in the early 2000s. And he basically advanced the ball himself. Now, the biggest benefactor, players on the left flank. Man United right now have this consistent ethos where if a chance or a breakthrough is created on one flank, they would create a chance basically on the other flank. So at the moment, there are two particular patterns of play that occurred against Leicester. And to sum it up, it works like this. If Bruno Fernandes is playing as the number nine, then he would be instigator, initiating play, working with Sancho or Teles on the left side. And he would create chances for Dalot, he would create chances for the right winger, who would sometimes be Rashford, who would sometimes be Ilanga in this case. Now, alternatively, if Dalot does come into the fray, he will in turn create chances for the left winger. So, in all of this, we have to acknowledge that these aren't prominent attacking patterns. They occur sporadically and they are dependent on their opponents making mistakes where Leicester didn't exactly make consistently. So this has a very big caveat in the sense that United's pressing plan isn't exactly coming to fruition just yet. But the biggest X factor in all of this is Paul Pogba. Now, Paul Pogba in this number 10 role had multiple late runs into the box while he also made sure that he took, he picked his spot, being at the right place on the edge of the penalty area. So that is a factor that we would see later on in the Everton game, which will I, which I will elaborate later on. So as a general conclusion, one of United's flanks would create chances for the other, and it is most likely that Bruno Fernandes is in a very prime position to assist rather than score as the number nine himself. While Paul Pogba is a potential differential, you probably buy if you're on a free hit and you get him alongside someone like Bruno Fernandes. Right, on to the Everton game. Good evening, everybody. Uh, this, this recording was made 24 hours after an underwhelming Everton side beat yet another underwhelming Man United side 1-0 and in this particular lineup what is notable is that Cristiano Ronaldo started as the 9 instead of Bruno Fernandes previously against Leicester City. Now first a glance at the stats. What was interesting about the Man United game is that none, neither side had huge XG chances created over the course of the game. So there were no turning points within the match itself, even though Anthony Gordon got his goal pretty early on. And we only saw United's dominance late in the game 
after after relatively adventurous substitutions were made. Now, having said that, Ronaldo as the number nine now is starting to adapt his role to involve himself more in link-up play. And just like Bruno Fernandes, when Ronaldo drops, he does tend to favour the left side. Now, this time round, with Luke Shaw injured, Ronaldo worked pretty well with Marcus Rashford as well as um, Alex Telles on the left flank. But what's intriguing is that... Sorry, Rashford wasn't playing on the left. It was Sancho. So what was intriguing was that when Bruno Fernandes worked with Telles and, Rash- and, and Sancho to create chances, just like the Leicester game, Marcus Rashford would drift in from the right flank. So Marcus Rashford wasn't the only player that was drifting in from the right flank. Aaron Wan-Bissaka, towards the second half, also had multiple chances where he drifted in from the right flank and he had chances at the far post. Now, this, once again, is an intriguing pattern because this is going to be relatively difficult to spot against Norwich as well as Liverpool, especially Liverpool in particular, because Liverpool have not displayed any defensive weakness on either flank, while Norwich themselves seem to exhibit weaknesses in both flanks, unfortunately. So the idea here for now, what we can assume is that Ronaldo does tend to aid the left flank. Now, the way Ronaldo aids the left flank is slightly different from Bruno Fernandes because when Bruno Fernandes gets the ball, he does have priority of shooting. This is particularly obvious because before Bruno Fernandes receives the ball in midfield, he always scans ahead of him to see how much space he has to create a shot for himself. Whereas Ronaldo, when he receives the ball to feed, his first priority is actually protecting the ball to make sure that no other defenders are about to dispossess him. This is because Ronaldo isn't a first-touch merchant like Bruno Fernandes. He doesn't have this tendency to play a first-time pass to one of his teammates in order to link them up. Ronaldo likes having the ball at his feet and he likes players around him to react to his runs. So, having said that, Ronaldo did still create multiple chances alongside Teles and Sancho in particular. But it was a little bit worrying to see that no matter who had the ball on the left side, even when Juan Mata came on later towards the 80th minute, their primary objective was to create chances from the byline, not necessarily as cutbacks, but they alternated between drives across the box, chips to the far post, as well as you know once, one or two cutbacks once in a while. And sad enough to say, their players on the right flank did not exactly have the best aerial prowess. And more worryingly, the player that did have the best aerial ability, Paul Pogba, spent most of his time on the edge of the penalty area just outside. Not once did he attack the penalty area waiting for a header. So we're not sure how deliberate this is, but it's interesting to see because Paul Pogba, as the third best Man United option, still replicates his role here. And it's quite likely that he will reproduce this role again against Norwich. Now, having said that, uh, one factor I have not mentioned in all of this is Fred. 
or just players that move out of position in general because so far we only talk about the number nine moving out of position but individually man united do tend to leave their positions to you know for look to foray more adventurously into attacking midfield zones so fred has been one of the rebellious bunch that has ventured from his central midfield spot into more attacking areas but it's once again the trigger of it is the position of chaos so when bruno fernandez has the ball it's immediately obvious where the spaces are going to be. This is why Fred could lap up Bruno's Fernandes shot pretty quickly. Whereas with Ronaldo, Ronaldo's position of chaos isn't exactly obvious because Ronaldo himself, when he is squaring up a defender 1v1, it's difficult to tell when Ronaldo will actually take the shot. So this comes. this is where Ronaldo's reputation precedes himself, where even if he cuts across a defender he has the ability to stop on a dime fake a defender inside out before going the other way and we assume this and i'm pretty sure his teammates assume this too and it's quite evident from their body language that ronaldo's teammates just don't move as early as they do compared to when bruno has the ball in the number nine position so this is a bit sad to say but yeah this is the real impact of Cristiano Ronaldo's output for the team. But for FPL purposes, it just puts Ronaldo at the top of the tree. All the chances created in the first half were dominated by Cristiano Ronaldo. But the largest chance still came to Marcus Rashford. When the ball was worked down the left, Rashford from the right flank drifted in towards the left side of the six-yard box for his near-post header. And this was pretty much just before Anthony Gordon scored the opener. So, you know, if you were to look to Norwich and you were to predict the left flank, no matter it was, no matter who plays there, it's very likely that either Rashford will rush the near post for a header or you're looking at Paul Pogba drifting late into the box and perhaps Anthony Ilanga drifting in from the right flank to create something too. So those are my top three picks. Um... Rashford as the top choice, followed by Paul Pogba as the second best, and perhaps one of Bruno Fernandes or Cristiano Ronaldo as somebody who thrives in the chaos. So that is all for my Man United analysis. I will see you tomorrow when I look at the Foxes.